Welcome to another episode of The Lisa Show. I'm Lisa Natoli. Thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to know who's listening. I would love to hear your comments, your questions. You can email me at lisa at lisanatoli.com. As I've said in the past, I don't always respond to every single message that I receive, but I do read them all and I am inspired by them, and they really do become the content for what I would like to share. So I do invite you and encourage you to send me a message. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you're here. If you have questions, just let me know. So today, I'm going to be doing a show that I've been thinking about for a week. I'm very excited about it. It's what is the difference of healing with A Course in Miracles versus all the other kinds of healing that the world talks about. I'm also going to be talking about what I call the space. And the space is the place where you land when you've made a decision to leave your old life behind, your old habits behind, and the new has not yet arrived. And there's this space where it looks like nothing is happening. And from my conversations with so many people and from my own experience, this is the place, the space, where people really don't trust in it. And I'm just going to talk about this today because I keep seeing messages on Facebook and in the emails from people who have made a decision to look at their thoughts, watch their emotions, and they're ready to let go of the anger. They are letting go of anger. I'm going to talk about on this show what the old space looks like. And what it looks like is what your life typically looks like. Depression, anger, judgment, criticism, demanding people to explain themselves, self-sabotage, attacking yourself, attacking others. When life starts to get good, you do something to screw it up. It's just the way that we have been taught to live, and we live like that habitually. And then you hear the kinds of ideas that I'm expressing. You hear about them in A Course in Miracles. You feel the excitement of it. You have a knowing in your heart that it's true. You have a willingness to practice. You are practicing. And yet, it doesn't look like much has changed. And this space can be very disorienting, very confusing. And what most people do in this quiet space is they rush back to their old habits. So I want to talk about that today also. And the final thing is I'm going to have you do a practice. I'm going to have you write a vision for yourself. And this goes along with the idea of sickness. So often we're stuck in our own sickness and symptoms that we don't even consider what life could be like. So I'm going to be doing three things on today's show. I'm going to be talking about how A Course in Miracles healing is different from all other kinds of healing. I'm going to be talking about the space, and I'm going to be inviting you to write a vision for yourself. I'm excited for the content. I'm going to be reading from my notebooks, as I often do. I'm here really just to encourage you. That's always my goal when I come on these shows and I hit the play button is that you might hear something that does cause you to change the picture of yourself. That's always my goal. 
And when you practice, you will see results. And that's important. You must use these ideas, not just think about them, but use them. So that brings me to the first thing I'd like to discuss today is how is A Course in Miracles healing different from other kinds of healing? I've been thinking about this topic a lot. It's very clear in A Course in Miracles, it says that the body is in no need of healing. This cannot be too often emphasized. Body is in no need of healing. I'm going to say that again. The body is in no need of healing. I want you to say that out loud. The body is in no need of healing. That might seem a total impossibility from the place where you find yourself based on your experience. So you may be experiencing pain, discomfort. You may even see things that are happening on the body. You may see a tumor, you may see a rash, you may see a broken bone, you may see just something physical that shows up on the body, but the body is in no need of healing. And what most teachers have been expressing for at least 150 years I'm sure even longer, I'm going to talk about this, and then I'm going to really get into how A Course in Miracles healing is different from all other kinds of healing. There are other individuals in time who are completely uncompromising and teaching in the way that I'm going to express to you today. But most of the healing that goes on in the world is the healing of the body. Those are the medical establishments, kind of healing that we've seen pretty much since time began. We're trying to see a symptom and we're dealing only at this effect level, the symptom level. But what began happening when the metaphysics started to come in 150 years ago, 200 years ago, is that individuals in time began to realize that all sickness is coming from the mind. So a lot of what you see in the world today is about healing the mind to heal the body. So we're still trying to heal the body, but now it's gotten a little bit more clever. Like, no, we're not trying to heal the body. We're trying to heal the mind. We're trying to heal the thoughts. We're healing our emotions. And that's what most healers and teachers focus on nowadays is to find the cause of the symptom, deal with the cause, and the symptom will change or disappear. If you go into the bookstore, into the metaphysical section, the self-help section, the spiritual section, that's mostly what you will find. That's a very good step in the right direction, but it's still not enough. So, we have now two different kinds of healing. We have the worldly healing, which is trying to heal the body. We have the metaphysical healing, which is trying to heal the mind. And what A Course in Miracles does is it tells you that's not where healing is accomplished. You have to go beyond the body and you also have to go beyond the mind. That's the difference. That's the difference between A Course in Miracles healing. And what I love about A Course in Miracles is that 
It doesn't have you go to any advanced state and jump over these levels that you're not at yet. So it's not telling you to pretend. And yet that's a lot of what happens to a lot of very sincere Course in Miracles students is they read some of these ideas in the book and then they affirm them. That's still in the mind. So they might say, this sickness isn't real, it's an illusion, the cancer is an illusion, but nothing happens. So you may know people or you may have tried to heal something using A Course in Miracles and you may have failed and may have found out that no matter how many times you affirm the truth or you try to heal the mind, nothing much changes. So what A Course in Miracles does, it's brilliant, is it meets you at the place where you think you are as a body. And it leads you from that starting point out through the workbook lessons. And the out is actually in. So you're not going out anywhere, but it's leading you from your point of viewing where you see yourself as a body, where you see yourself as a personality, where you see yourself as an image, where you see yourself as an identity separate from others. It starts right there. Doesn't try to be any more advanced. It just says, let's start where we are. And this is always the starting place right here. So whether you've never heard of A Course in Miracles or whether you've done the workbook lesson one time or 10 times, it doesn't matter. If you are dealing in this moment with any kind of sensation, emotion, feeling, thought that is not pure joy, this is the place where we begin right here. And what the invitation is now is to find the blocks and obstacles to the awareness of love's presence. So for a moment, you are going to work at the mind level and you begin to make choices. And you're also working at the physical level, although you're no longer trying to heal anything. And this is important to get beyond the idea of trying to heal anything. And we're going to cover this today when I get to writing a vision part. Because so many people take healing so seriously and they have put their life on hold while they're trying to heal a condition or while they're trying to heal the mind. And what I'm going to invite you to do today is to think about what would you be doing and what would you be being if the pain disappeared, if the symptoms disappeared, if the sickness just was gone, what would you be doing? What would your life look like and what would it feel like? And most people have never even considered that question because their focus is so much on the pain and the symptoms. And when the focus is body identity, that's where your attention has been going, there is a loss of energy. And so this really is about shifting your point of viewing, how you see yourself and how you see the world to a different point of viewing. So the first opening sentences from A Course in Miracles in the introduction in the text, I love it. It says, this is A Course in Miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is voluntary. 
Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. This course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So in healing, as I've been expressing so often in these episodes, and starting with episode two, is healing to me is an awareness and an acknowledgement of your own wholeness and perfection. That's it. And that's not later. That's right now. You're already whole. You're already perfect. You already are the presence and the love and the joy of God. And what happens is, is you begin to trust in this. You begin to say, okay, that's where my focus is going to be from now on. And why I wanted to talk about the space is because this is where in the transformation, in the awakening, which can seem like a process, this is where people get stuck. I want you to remember that this path is a dismantling of the ego thought system, which is the fear-based thought system. So it is actually a dismantling of your entire identity in time and space. And as long as you're holding on just a little bit and you still want to preserve your image, there's still going to be that struggle there. And so I I just want to talk about the space because this really is important. And for me, It was a place where I kept reverting back to my old habits. I was so afraid of that quiet space. I read this comment. It really made me laugh the other day because it was so exactly my experience for so many years is that I thought peace would be boring. So what I constantly did for years is as soon as I started having a peaceful experience, I was doing the workbook lessons Things were shifting and changing. I was experiencing more peace in my life. There was not so much conflict anymore. And things just started working. Suddenly there was just peace. And yet there was something in me that was so not used to that experience of peace that I would inevitably do something to add conflict back into the picture. So... I mentioned a few of the ways already about the old. So your old way of being. I talk a lot about this in the 40-day program for transformation. It's a program that I created. It's totally online. It's totally free. And it's an invitation to live in your new way of being for 40 days. So if you've never taken it yet, I invite you to go either to my website lisanatoli.com or to the Teachers of God Foundation website. That's an organization that I co-founded with my husband, Bill Free. Teachersofgod.org. You can just go right under courses on both of those websites. Click on the 40-day program and just start whenever you're ready. But what you're asked to do is to look at what's your current state of being. 
And eventually we're going to call that your old way of being. The old way of being is where you think you're a body separate from other bodies. And the emotions that are occurring in that space are depression, anger, sadness, guilt, jealousy, blame, criticism, defending yourself, demanding people to explain themselves, overwhelm, worrying, thinking about the past, thinking about the future. And we've been taught that this is all normal. It's normal to have memories and think about the past, think about what people did to you, think about conversations you already had, and then to think about what you could have said differently, and then to think about the future. So now you're thinking about what you're going to say to that person when you see them again, how you're going to protect yourself from getting hurt, how you're going to make money, how you're going to pay your bills. This is an old way of being. And this is, for most people, their current state of being. This is just the way most people live. And this is not normal. And what I want you to realize is that there's one common denominator, one theme that underlies every single thing I just described. And that is this, you have been depending on yourself. Every single one of those emotions and those states all fall back on that one thing. You are depending on yourself and you do not know that there is a presence and a power and an infinite intelligence that is with you as you and you are not communicating with it. This is the cause of all your problems, period. So a path of awakening is where you come to know the truth of what you are. You begin to identify with this presence, this power, this love, this intelligence, this joy. And this is what Christ is. This is what you are. This is your reality. This is your innocence. This is your wholeness. And so it's the opposite of the way you live now. We have not been taught to communicate with this presence and this power. We are so used to simply waking up in the morning and letting the focus be external on the outside world. And external also means the thoughts in your head. The thoughts in your head are external to what you really are in truth. The body is external to you. Pain is external to you. Your emotions are external to you. Everything you think is external to what you really are as pure light, pure awareness, pure presence. This is the truth of what you are. So what ends up happening is you have an awakening, just a brief one of another possibility for yourself as a way for you to live. And you learn that you can forgive you can extend, you can trust, you can listen. My very favorite practice in the 40-day program for transformation is the pause. So the pause is a practice that you learn for whenever you're in a situation or you're by yourself and you're thinking about a situation, you can pause. You can give yourself a minute, an instant really, and just pause. You can stop the thought right in the middle of a thought and you don't have to keep thinking it and you don't have to open your mouth. You don't have to say everything that you think. So you're practicing now. You're watching your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions like a hawk. That's a practice from the 40-day program. 
and you're choosing something else instead. You're still working at the mind level here. And this is how it's described in A Course in Miracles. It takes you from the body level, it moves you to the mind level, and then it's going to move you beyond the mind, beyond the body, beyond the mind. And where most people get stuck is at the mind level, that they think that they've caused their sickness. And you go on this hunt. And what I did in episode two was I had you list your symptoms. And the reason I did that is so that you could see the blocks and the obstacles that you've been holding in your mind that are keeping you from experiencing love's presence. So I've never asked for you to make yourself guilty or to make yourself feel shame at any of the symptoms, but you're simply looking in your own mind. Nobody can do this for you. I can't do it for you. And you're seeing where your blocks are. Where's the fear? And you're being willing to look at it. And so what you're doing is you're not leaving anything uncorrected. And what most people do, especially those on a spiritual path, is they simply throw a spiritual concept on top of it. This cancer is not real. And that's true. The cancer is not real. But you want to make sure that you're finding anything that's going on in your mind that needs to be forgiven so that you can become aware of love's presence. And so you're replacing all of your ideas of yourself as weak and limited and fragile with the truth. And so you're still working at the mind level now. What happens though, and this is the space, so you're doing the work, you have a willingness to leave the old self behind, you're no longer blaming people, you're taking total 100% responsibility for everything that seems to happen to you. Perhaps you're not doing it perfectly because no one does it perfectly and you're not asked to do it perfectly, but you're really watching yourself. You're really seeing when you're thinking other people need to be different. And suddenly it's it's like you can't even remember that you used to do that. You can't remember when you used to hold grievances. And when they come up now, you feel them so intensely that you don't want to hold on to them. And you know that grievances hide the light of the world in you. So you've had this experience now of, of seeing how different your life can be when you are practicing forgiveness, when you are willing to see with Christ's vision, and you're looking at all your unconscious conflict. And that's what's cool about symptoms, because symptoms are nothing more to me than a visible effect of something that's going on in your mind. It's showing you the block. It's showing you the obstacle. So instead of trying to heal the symptom, which is what most people do, and instead of trying to heal the mind to heal the symptom, which is also what many people do, is now you're using the symptom to simply show you any areas in your life where there's unconscious, unresolved conflict, period. So simple. 
And so now it becomes like a happy game where you're simply seeing, okay, wow, this is coming up for me and I don't have to stay stuck in healing it anymore. This is why there's no order of difficulty in miracles. And it also says in A Course in Miracles, there's no order of difficulty in healing because all healing is nothing more than the recognition of your own wholeness. That's it. So that doesn't take any time, right? And yet the symptoms can still linger for a moment. But you're suddenly okay with that happening. So to me, a, a big part of healing is about acceptance. You're not trying to affirm something that's not true right now. I, I just don't believe in that. I always really encourage people to start where they are and start there. Don't pretend. Don't pretend that there's no pain when there is pain. It just say, okay, wow, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm in a lot of fear right now. You start right there. You don't try to fix it. You're not trying to change the pain. You're not trying to change the fear. You're simply saying, okay, this is happening to me. This is what I'm experiencing. And I have a willingness to stand still and trust in this space. And to me, what sickness is, is an urgent call for change. You cannot stay the same. You must change. Change your mind. Change the picture of yourself. You must change. You must see things differently. If that's what you want. If you want healing. And what I always encourage everyone is to keep on doing whatever therapies you're using. Whether it's the medical establishment. Whether you're taking pills. Supplements. Vitamins. Special diet. Herbs. Whatever you're doing, just keep on doing it. But at the same time, you're going to start to work with these other ideas, which is finding the blocks and the obstacles. Where are you afraid? As this transformation is occurring, what ends up happening is because it is the death of the ego. It's the death of your identity. It's the death of your image, which means it's the death of you. And I'm not talking physical death, but that's often the place where people's minds go. They think of their physical death. They think of a life unfulfilled. They think of how they never did all the things they wanted to do. They never fulfilled their purpose. You know, I just went to a friend's celebration memorial service in Vermont. His name was Eve. And, and he passed at a very young age. He was 55. And there was so much love there. It was standing room only. And he brought so much joy to everyone, to every single person. That that's all they remember him. That he lived a life of joy and generosity and laughter. And people talked about how even though he was very sick in the body, there was tumors, there was a lot of pain, right until his very last breath, he was bringing joy. He couldn't walk. He couldn't get out of that bed. But when you sat with him, there he was trying to make you laugh. And that's how you know that the spirit remains untouched from all sickness. That maybe the body was showing a different picture, but that didn't change him. So I want you to start thinking about your own funeral. I want you to think about where you're afraid of death. What are people going to be saying about you? 
That might be a morbid thing to think about, your own funeral. But go there. Are people going to think of you as a person who simply lived the last years of their life or most of their life in negativity and judgment and grievances and always complaining? Or are they going to be talking about how you brought light to every room and how you were always in gratitude and appreciation and how present you were when you were with another person? How are you showing up in the world? And this is how you know Sickness has nothing to do with anything. It cannot affect who you are in any way. It cannot stop you. It cannot slow you down. And I'm grateful for what I've gone through because I have experienced sickness. I have experienced symptoms. I have experienced pain. I have put my life on hold until I had a wake-up call when I was really confronted with like, oh my God, are you going to live the rest of your life like this, waiting for a physical healing? Oh my God. And in that moment, everything changed for me. It was a decision for life. And this is the space that I'm talking about, is, is that in that quiet space where the new has not yet arrived, you may still be experiencing symptoms and pain. You're no longer participating in your old habits anymore. You're quick to catch yourself when you start falling back into negativity. You come back to your center. You know how to connect with your inner teacher. You're listening. You're trusting. And yet there's still no money in your bank account or there's still conflict in your life or nothing new is happening. And this is the place where patience is required, trust is required. Because in that space is where most people rush back to the darkness because it's all they know. And yet, if you can really make a commitment that you are not going to go back to that old life anymore, you're not going to go back to your old ways, you're done with that life. I love how Jesus says, you must be born again. And what most people do is they have a born-again experience where they experience life, they experience joy, and it's so new to them that it's actually uncomfortable. We are so much more comfortable with conflict and blaming ourselves and blaming others and judging ourselves that we rush back to darkness. And in my experience, it's, it's kind of like you land back in the quiet space, you rush back to darkness, but you don't hang out there so long. You bring yourself back to your center. You're still not really seeing anything new that's occurring. You think maybe you made the whole thing up and, and the Course in Miracles isn't really true. And so you rush back to darkness again, back to your old ways again. But what you discover is the time that you hang out in your old ways keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And you also notice that when you go back to your old ways it's more painful than before. And you suddenly can't stand it. You can't stand to hang out there. And so now you're in this middle space. The new hasn't quite arrived yet. You're not in the flow. You're still feeling like, I don't know, not much is happening here. And my experience of it, and I don't know how it works for anyone else, but it's almost like a commitment to identify with the light that I am. That's the commitment with the presence that I am. And what happens is there is a dismantling. The ego is fighting 
the battle of its life in this space. A Course in Miracles, Jesus says, the ego will no longer pretend to be your friend. And I've described this before as, as if, let me just see if I can describe this. I wrote it down somewhere and it just made me laugh when I came up this, with this analogy. It's almost as if within you are little ego battle soldiers and there's a lot of them. And usually what happens is they only send a couple of these guys out at a time. So you only have a couple problems at a time. You might have a money problem and maybe a health problem or a relationship problem and a health problem. But when you come to the place where you make a decision, you're going all the way in this lifetime that you are committed to knowing the truth of who you are and you are not going to listen to that ego voice anymore. You are not going to listen to that voice that's telling you you should be afraid. My experience is that when you do that, all the soldiers come out, all of them. They're like, all right, (laughs) all hands on deck. And it is the most uncomfortable, disorienting experience. And there's just so many teachers throughout time that have described this, of these energy fields. You feel you're being attacked. You feel it's the death of you. And in fact, it is the death of you. It's the death of your image. And you have to be willing to go through that. And that's why I've always encouraged everyone who's listening to these Lisa shows is to find your voice, to begin expressing yourself authentically, to stop doing the things you don't want to do. Start finding out what you love. Recognize this is your life. This is it. How do you want to live from now on? How are you going to spend the rest of your days? Are you going to be a sick person complaining, waiting for healing? Or are you going to live? The choice is yours. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited. In a couple of weeks, I'm going on a Camino from Portugal to Spain. There's myself and my husband, Bill, and 22 friends. I'm so excited. A friend of mine, Jennifer Wynne Johnson, had a turning point herself. She's somebody who took the 40-day program for transformation a few years ago. And during that time, she realized, I want to live outside of the box, They don't want to keep living this small life anymore. And what she did was she decided to go on a Camino herself. The Camino is a spiritual walk. There's a couple of different routes. Some of them start in France. Some of them start in Portugal. The entire Camino is 500 miles. The group I'm going with is doing 150 miles. We're going from June 4th until June 19th. What Jennifer experienced was her own aliveness again when she decided to do this Camino. And she's been going on trips ever since. And she started up a company that takes people on the Camino. And that's why I'm going with this group because she called me and said, do you have anybody that wants to go on a Camino? And I put a call out and 22 people responded. And so we're going what she does is she organizes these trips. There's, I think there's two more trips in 2018. I call it luxury Camino because it's, it's all set up. We're not staying in youth hostels. It is more expensive than probably most people pay for a Camino. 
There's a service, a van service, for anyone who does not want to carry their backpack. I, in this moment, want to carry my backpack. We'll see how it goes when I get there. But I'm I'm just so excited for this trip to really go out there and experience something that I have wanted to do for a very long time. And the people who are being attracted to this Camino walk are people who are overweight, who are older, who have never been physically fit, but who want to live. And I love that. It's like so often we think I can't do it because, and then the reasons, your weight, your age, your money, your whatever the reason, you begin to recognize is really like, is this how I'm living my life? And it's a wake up call. And next week I'm going to Denmark. Super excited about that. I'm going to hang out with my friends Fleming and Katja and they organized a weekend. I'm going to be teaching a healing workshop on Saturday, May 19th, and I'm going to be teaching a prayer workshop on Saturday, May 20th. I believe there's one more spot open, so if there's anyone listening who'd like to make a last-second trip to Denmark, please send me an email at lisa at lisanatoli.com. But all of these activities came out of a decision that I'm not going to wait for life to start and I'm not going to wait for my body to be different. I'm not going to wait for healing to occur. I'm simply going to show up. I'm going to be the presence of God. And my experience is that if you can just not keep rushing back to darkness from the space, presence takes over. That's all I can say about it. It's like the only thing that wants to try to get you to do something in effort is ego. So what often happens is we make a decision to leave the old space. We don't want the conflict anymore. We're done with being a victim, but we want the new to arrive. We want that experience of joy and peace and abundance. And so we think we have to do something to make it happen, to make it come faster. And my experience is you cannot make it come faster because any attempt to do something to effort is ego. All that's happening here is dismantling the ego. No longer listening to that fear-based voice. Not trying to make something happen. And so this does require trust because you will have an experience where you're not sure if the path you've set yourself on is actually going to work. You're just not sure. I can't explain to you how many moments I've had where that inner teacher has spoken to me. It's my own voice. It's my own self. I do what it says and nothing happens. And I start to second guess myself. I start to doubt. And then I try to make something happen. And it's back into the conflict and it's always the same. I bring myself back to my center. Until finally I really got it. Like I don't have to make anything happen anymore. This is it. This day, this is it. I'm going to be happy. I'm just going to be happy in this day. I don't need to make anything happen. Why am I struggling? And all of a sudden presence takes over. And you're moving now. It's like being lifted. You're lifted and carried and you can't even imagine that you used to attack yourself or others. You can't even remember 
how you used to complain all day long and how you criticized everybody. It's, it's like, who was that person? Because now presence is on the scene. Presence has taken over all of you. And now you're being carried forward. And so these are the, the things I wanted to share with you. How A Course in Miracles healing is different from other healing. So we're going beyond trying to heal the body. And we're also going beyond trying to heal the mind. And we're getting into the acknowledgement of the truth of what you are. That's the difference. Knowing that God is with you. Knowing you are this love and this presence and this power. Knowing there's nothing to heal. Stop making yourself guilty of how you caused your sickness. That's the mind. You're going beyond the body, beyond the mind, to the truth of what you really are. I've talked about the space. And the final thing is I would invite for you to write a vision for yourself. And what the vision is, is what would you be doing and feeling and being if there was no pain, no sickness, no problems, all of those things have been removed. What would you be doing? And I want you to do those things. So it's a bucket list of sorts. Because so often what the ego does is it has us in a waiting pattern. We're totally stuck while we're trying to heal the body and heal the mind. The fastest way I know to get out of that is to collapse time, get into the future, which is now. And find out all the things you have always wanted to do but never did because you were too sick or because of pain. I want you to just think of these things. And I want you to start to do them. And they can be as simple as just be happy. This is not about doing things. Or you would be generous. You would give. You would be more present. You would smile more. These things don't require anything of you. And then I want you to do those things. And you're, so you're moving out of your sickness now. You're moving out of that point, your location from which you have been viewing yourself. And you're becoming what you truly are. So I thank you for joining me. I thank you for listening. I do ask you to take an action. Don't just think about these ideas, but take some time today or this week to write a vision for yourself. What would you be doing? And me here on this show is actually came out of this vision that I wrote. Because for years, what I said was that I want to teach about healing. I want to just express what I know in my heart to be true. And I was not expressing these things because I felt I'm not there yet. I can't teach healing. It will happen later. And I suddenly knew, no, you have to do it now. Just step in and start expressing it now. And that's how the Lisa show was born. And I started to really just say, okay, wow, I will just show up and I will be authentic and I will be expressive. I will do all of these things that I thought I was going to do later when X, Y, and Z were changed. So I challenge you to live at a higher level. I challenge you to change your point of view. I challenge you to change the picture of yourself, to move forward, to take action, to connect with this presence and this power and this intelligence, and to have a relationship with it. Allow it to change you. I love you with all my heart. Thank you so much for listening. 
I would love to hear from you. My email is lisa at lisanatoli.com. Check out my website. There's lots of events there, different courses at lisanatoli.com. Thank you so much.